Clarksville Chief of Police David Crockerell joins Charlie and Katie on this episode to talk about his first couple years on the job and some of the things he has learned running a growing police department. He also shares some of the exciting things going on in the department that helps them better serve the community. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Chief, how you doing? Thanks for being here. Yeah, hey, welcome for, back. Thanks for having me. It's we, been a I minute. Mean, it's been like over a year, right? Well, longer than that because we were just talking about the last time he was on with us was Zoom. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's been. Yeah, it was twenty about two years. Yeah, you know, I just uh, Ainsley had just retired and uh, COVID. Oh you know, gosh, and, yeah. And so we were doing a lot of stuff. Uh, through Zoom or Google Meets or whatever, and you guys, I think all three, all four of us were together yeah, yeah. with a Zoom conversation, and and I appreciated that because there was a lot to talk about, you know, oh, yeah. uh, as far as law enforcement nationwide, and we had transition going on in our agency, and, and um, you know, I, I just enjoy talking about yeah. our department. Uh, mm-hmm. No matter what season we're in, it, it's it's just easy to talk about our yeah. police department, I well, feel. Well, I have a, a really simple question to start. What what did you see in this job? You saw something, okay, that happened, but what, what happened that was unexpected for you? So you probably had a vision of what you were getting into, but tell us something that surprised you when you started getting into the job. Uh, as police chief, uh-huh. that, well, um, I don't know. You know, there's there's always challenges. You know, yeah. and uh, and I knew going into this that mm-hmm. I had some huge shoes to fill, and and in Chief Ainsley, and and he is pretty much my whole career, and I'm still giving him credit uh, where it's due. Two years later, right, and. Uh, but he was always my mentor my whole career pretty yeah. much mm-hmm. so my respect for him is just enormous uh, and taking this job uh, I was very fortunate and I think I said that two years ago uh, how lucky I am to inherit a foundation mm-hmm. as solid as it is yeah. Uh, yeah you know so that part was very seamless and, and I, I think the local paper put seamless transition and but we didn't expect COVID and we didn't, you know, we didn't have a crystal ball around George Floyd and, right. and, and things like that. I think probably that was, has been very unusual. And, and I guess it's, it's, uh, goes hand in hand with, you know, um, distrust for law enforcement in recent years because of an incident like George Floyd is, uh, and, and God bless Mayor Pitts. He has taken the, the primary I guess initially any email or complaint, it's it, they start with his office, and I, I think that I found that to be very unusual. It didn't it didn't mm-hmm. necessarily used to be that case. People would have no problem calling law enforcement and complaining about an officer that they, mm-hmm. they were dissatisfied. But I think what went along with that was well, we don't trust the police nationwide, and so we're just going to email the mayor. So you email the mayor, and that's where you start. And he is very trusted, I think, from the community. Uh, and I found that to be surprising that. Um, you know, that's where they would start. They, they just wouldn't start yeah. with the chief of police. Uh, I guess I understand it, but I found that to be, I guess I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Is that would be a, a, you know, a symptom. Yes. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would be a symptom that I wouldn't have expected either. But um, also in our community, I feel like compared to other communities around the country that we are more blessed because I do think our citizens 
do respect you guys in the not like in some communities where there's a lot more distrust. I don't do you feel like that? I don't feel like we have that as much here. Am I right or am I wrong on that? Well, no, you're 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 right. I mean, uh, another advantage uh, for someone like me in this mm-hmm. type of position, or for my f- over 400 employees in this profession, is this is a patriotic community, you know, right. and and that patriotism, you know, the heart of that is Fort Campbell, and and how saturated this area is based on the veteran, you know, the um, the, the veteran base, and, and I think that that naturally will you will naturally find people in support of really anybody in uniform of any type mm-hmm. and and we're lucky to uh, to have that now we are again we're a four-time accredited agency and 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 we don't take that for granted or or want to disappoint our community that and and uh, we shouldn't be able to enjoy that patriotism and, and support like that but we still work very hard to to continuously earn that. And to keep that trust, right. Correct, yeah. Yeah. But you're very visible in the community, and I don't mean just patrolling, but I mean community events. You guys support, I guess the mayor still does the uh, summer night lights or or whatever that program's called, but you guys get out and engage with the community quite a bit. Yes, we we call them uh, out-of-the-car experiences. and oh, I like that. Uh, and we try to, we have to force it sometimes because the call volume is, is, is priority. I mean, the 911 calls is a priority. That's the number one reason we exist. 911, what is your emergency? And we roll. Um, but for the bulk of my career, you know, that's, that's your focus. And, and, uh, we are a reactive bunch by nature. We react. We don't have enough. Uh, we never are going to have enough officers. I hope we will, but we never have had enough to be proactive completely yeah. um, or to have a section of individuals set aside just to react, to engage. Mm-hmm. So we have to do that deliberately. Uh, and we created the Community Relations Unit a couple years ago, and that was just to and and you ha- and you when you create that we're sacrificing from the shifts you got to pull from when we have a great idea how do you create a unit or how mm-hmm. are we going to accomplish it it always comes from patrol the shifts and they have to work a little harder with a little bit less uh but in, in you know trying to hang on to that trust or um what the community thinks about us in positive light we we uh are proactive in that respect mm-hmm. and we engage. Um, and I think that solidifies or, or, or helps to encourage or grow roots in the community as far as trust and legitimacy. And we believe that if they find us legitimate in our authority, that they will trust us also, uh, even when they've you know done something wrong. Mm-hmm. If they find our authority legitimate, then they'll they may not be happy about the outcome you know for example if they get a citation mm-hmm. or if they get go to jail but if they find our authority our authority legitimate then the confrontation is likely to be more cooperative yeah uh and the, and the outcome um you know i guess more positive on both sides so so we stood up to cru and that was specific to just to get people away from this is your full-time job 40 hours a week we want you to 
engage and and be invited and represent the officers who don't have time to get out of the car right. and and let the community know firsthand that these cops are human like everybody else. Right. We're just humans mm-hmm. that happen to be cops and we make mistakes and we say things wrong and we don't think don't do things uh, always to the best of our ability. We are human. Um, and I think that has has paid and will continue to pay dividends for us, um, you know, like budget season, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's budget season. So we need support of our elected officials to 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 give us the money to do what we yeah. do. And, yeah. and if their constituents aren't happy with us, they'll know about it. And how likely are they to support my budget request? So that's just one kind of the selfish. If you want to put, you know, a selfish ab- approach to that, that could be it. We have to we have to we have to continue to grow and, and advance and we need their support to do that, so we find ways to uh, engage. And the dividend will be that the, the, these constituents are in support of us, and, and those that you know support us through the budget process yeah. or whatever. Uh, you know, it, it comes full circle. So you, you're talking about budget, and I know uh, personnel is probably your biz- biggest expense, probably sixty percent, or I, right. I'm guessing. But then every year you need more more officers. You need more cars, updated cars. Get rid of all you need equipment, body ca- body cameras. So, is that kind of your wish list every year? And you just try to get as much as as you can to make your department as the best it can be. Well, I want to tack on another question. To that so when you're planning, and I don't know the answer, so I'm asking. So when you're planning your personnel and how many you're going to need, is there a equation that you use to in relationship to population on deciding yes. what that is mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yes our, uh, yes yes charlie benefits, yes katie yes <laughs> salary and benefits are probably closer to 70 uh, percent of our budget request yeah. mm-hmm. and and that is our you know most important asset you all know that uh, and it's your most expensive uh, premiums and life insurance and dental and, and all those things go with that. And mm-hmm. over time and time and a half, we have to budget for everything around the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, the ripple effect of that, especially for cops, is uniforms, weapons, training, um, continued education, the car, which is probably our second biggest expense when it comes to um, you know the the individual answering the call. So the ripple effect is very expensive uh, with law enforcement. Uh, we choose to have body worn cameras and in car cameras. No one makes us do that. That's something that we we use uh, for both sides of that equation, and and it helps us just as much as it helps the community. Uh, and that's very expensive. Licensing and, and software renewals. I would. You talked about what if, did I not see coming in my career? My whole career, I never would have thought that technology would drive. Um, my profession, which I felt was very blue collar when I started, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it is it is getting very expensive, and now we can't do without it. The technology is is uh, is driving uh, this profession. The things these investigators can do now, I do not understand what they're doing or how they do it. I just know that they need it, and it's expensive mm-hmm. on how they solve crimes and. <clears throat> Stuff like that. The technology is pretty amazing these days on how you can track people. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of. Um, I mean, it, you get what you pay for, and 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 we are very responsible with our budget request, and uh, you can't get it all. Uh, but we, uh, again, we 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 request 
responsibly mm-hmm. and submit to the mayor for his budget, what, what, what we can stand behind. Hiring plan is how we are responding to the growth. We've always had, um, and it's changed a lot, but we have a hiring plan that the goal is, is a ratio. The national average uh, ratio, and ratio meaning so, how many officers per thousand citizens is yeah. how most mm-hmm. departments do it. And it may have gone down a little bit uh, in the past couple of years because a lot of officers have in large cities have retired and gotten out. Uh, and you can imagine why. Six say, I wonder why. So that ratio has declined. Uh, at one time, it was the national average was 2.2 officers for every thousand citizens. And it may be close to that still. We've never reached that. Um, Chief Ainsley had changed it to 2.1 per thousand, which is the average. Um, we've hit 2.0 for like a day, you know, maybe yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, but our goal is now, I, I changed that ratio or, of a goal to 2.2 per thousand, and, and that we should at least be average in the nation. In the southeast, the, the ratio is 2.7 officers per thousand. Um, so we're well behind where we are, where we should be regionally. Uh, Chattanooga ha- is like three point something per thousand. They have a lot more officers. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Uh, we do very well with less. And, and uh, of the large cities, this is the safest. And uh, we will continue to, to approach our hiring plan responsibly. For example, so here's how this works. Uh, we had been operating off a 2010 census for years. Right. We had been adding about 1.5% to that census number just to try to, you know, have a very educated guess. Uh, there was somebody from Austin P that kind of helped us formulate yeah. that. If you're going to add, add 1.5%, I think that is where that, that came mm-hmm. from. So when the 2020 numbers came back, we weren't too terrible, too terribly behind. Uh, we were behind, and we're hiring plan to 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 get to that number. Say in twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven, we had we would need to hire about nine officers per year, new ones, additional. In addition to what you currently have. In addition have, to yeah. what our current allocation, yeah. we haven't always been able to do that. Uh, but our city council and our our um, um, mayor's administrations have been very supportive for years. Uh, Mayor Pitts is is my greatest supporter, I think, besides my wife. But even before that, we've had we've had great support from City mm-hmm. Hall. Um, but it's hard to achieve those numbers. I mean, you have a budget and you have to work within that number. And we right. may need nine. Maybe we got seven. Maybe we got two. Maybe we got eleven. Uh, we've been fortunate to get some cops grants, federally funded, that boost that number at times. But with the the new census. Um, we would need to deal with the growth, and we all know it's growing. We would right. need an additional 15 officers per thousand, 15 more officers per year. Uh, in addition, in addition to our current allocation, to reach that goal in 2027. I was wondering about that wow. moving forward. Yeah. So that's how we do it now. We have to do a better job of of increasing our support staff also. So we keep we keep adding uh, officers. We keep creating data, and we add precincts. We added a, another precinct, brand new precinct. Fortunate in that. So you have more space that has to be maintained. Um, so somehow I need to kind of come up and settle on a ratio with support staff to go along with the the sworn. Mm-hmm. We call it, we're sworn. We call ourselves sworn. As that grows, we have to have support staff yeah. to go with that. So we've got challenges ahead, uh, but we are doing very very well with what we got. Yeah. So under the current environment, and we've already discussed that you know we're a little isolated in Clarksville, but we know that 
nationally that the environment's not always been positive. Under that current environment, are you finding it's harder and harder to recruit those 15 people? The, the the number of applications are down. Okay. And all of my colleagues in Tennessee are, will tell you that. We're all I would think it would be down kind of nationwide. It probably is. Yeah. Um, the, so the, the number of applications are down. Uh, but we release our our swearing-in ceremonies. And if, if you hadn't noticed, they're about average still. Mm-hmm. So our pool uh, going into PT test or testing has gone down. But we're still drawing good candidates and okay. enough to 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 make a positive impact on the numbers. Uh, we're we're still, I think, if you see those photos, uh, we're still hiring. I think uh, a diverse bunch. Uh, we're still seeing females come in, African Americans. Um, I would like to see more African American females. They just are not dropping the applications. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, you know, what I could do more to try to. Um, to draw more African-American females. I really need, you know, those applicants. Mm-hmm. But we have bilingual uh, candidates coming in. And so I'm, 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 I'm okay with the diverse diversity in our hiring groups. Now, we have a long road to hoe still uh, to get to where I say mirror the population. It, it's still a lot of work to do. But we're still getting good people. We haven't lowered our standards, not one bit. Mm -hmm. Everything's still in place as it was years ago. The background check is thorough. We will not hire anybody else's baggage. We will turn down certified officers if they don't meet our standards. You know, we don't, we're not concerned with saving the money for the academy tuition, you know, just to hire somebody that's Mm -hmm. certified. No, we, we, we haven't lowered our standards. And I think we're doing very well with what we got. Uh, but again, go back to how much more proactivity could we get? How many more cold cases could we solve? You know, but I'm sure every organization, every every company, and that's the sometimes from uh, from that uh, purview, I look at our department as an organization, a company, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 sure that the challenges that I have, everybody that yeah. that runs an agency this large is dealing with it the same yeah. the same uh, what about your your wages are they competitive with other uh departments your size uh they're okay now we've we've been lucky yeah. uh, and fortunate to get raises you know a lot of the the officers that work for me now have never gone a year without a raise even if it's one percent you know one point yeah. five now I've been here long enough where there were several years when we didn't uh but I, a lot of the regionally, a lot of uh, public safety departments are having to respond with probably um, lower application numbers and much more competitive. I heard an ad on maybe it was on one of your stations about TDOC has raised their entry level and we need to compete with that. So it, it, it probably is also from a human resource uh, approach natural. You know, one agency goes up, another agency has to respond. And Sheriff Fusan and I talk about that a lot, you know, and we need to compete with each other. But there's is there a way to avoid it? I don't know if if uh, if our, um, you know, cadet numbers increases in the beginning, he needs to respond to that because we don't want to, you know, uh, just take people from each other. We both have, you know, responsibilities. So. Um, and then you look a little broader in, in middle t- Tennessee and, you know, it, it's probably just a constant 
work uh, to make sure all wages are competitive. And I know I have the support system yeah. uh, at a city hall, but then again, you know, you, you only have so much money um, and, and, and you have to work within that. So there, there's been pay studies and pay surveys. Um, we have a great human resource director that, that does his best and his team mm-hmm. to, to keep city employees in line with other cities. So, you know, it just takes time. Well, you mentioned earlier that of, of the large cities that we actually are one of the we have one of the lowest crime rates. And would you you probably would agree that that probably comes from the training and the accreditation of the police department. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I bet that citizens don't really realize all that goes into being an accredited police department because you don't have to be if you didn't want to be. But you all chose that path. Correct. Correct. Uh, I call we're I call us an accountable bunch. Mm-hmm. So we are very accountable, and our and the culture of our department I will also say is a culture of accountability. Um, accreditation uh, creates those lanes and policies and general orders for a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, and we have to prove that we follow them because when the assessment time comes and they they come here and we have to we have to pr- we call it a proof. So if the policy says this is what you do and you're going to meet that standard. Our accreditation manager has to continuously all year get examples of that, mm-hmm. so when they show up, he can prove it. Um, so along with um, years ago, you know, we started Comstat uh, and we call it Crime View now. So it, it was every Friday. We now do it every other Friday and all commanders are, are held accountable uh, to me and they, their crime is presented um, and they have to have a plan for or they need to tell us what you've done to deal with, you know, the last two weeks of crime and what are your goals to deal with in the next two weeks. And that includes traffic accidents and uh, you know, all accident prevention stuff. So um, it, we feel that with a culture of accountability and and people know that your manager is going to walk around. Right. And there's going to be a question and, and our commanders and, and my, my team of uh, command staff, they're very good about even for me, they, they know that I'm going to follow up and my deputy chiefs are going to follow up. So they're ready for that question. Uh, and if they don't know the answer, it's fine. They're, they'll go get it and they'll come back. Uh, they just know that as a, as a management and leadership team across the whole department through from top to bottom, um, you know, th- there's going to be follow up. And I think that follow up uh, when it comes to um, investigations is um, is absolutely necessary. You can't solve them all. I mean, it really, if an investigator can solve about 17 uh, percent, we think that's good. Um, we talked about vehicle burglaries and, and stuff like that, and we release a lot of that information. You know, there, there's either there wasn't a witness or a witness is not willing to come forward, so we just don't get the, the you know, the leads or the solvability factors that we need. So 17, 20% is good, and with that, we are we're the lowest crime uh, of, of the large cities in Tennessee. And I, I think it, with all things good, with Clarksville Police Department, there is there is that culture of accountability, and yeah. it starts with Mayor Pitts. He has questions, and I have answers, mm-hmm. uh, and I know uh, he and Chief Halford are um, are going to come around. They have concerns, and you know you 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 get to where you kind of expect that. You kind of know where they're thinking, and and you're always ready to to have a response. Uh, you know, or the, or the best solution you can to that problem. And if not, we're at least going to try. And, th- and that culture, you know, just ask you to try. Just try and solve mm-hmm. it. Try to do this. 
we, we say be fair, be kind, be lawful. And in those three things, you can be a cop and you can hold people, you can take people to jail and you can do everything in, and, and do all the things that are tough about being in law enforcement. But um, he's not bragging enough on them for Charlie. I've seen that manual of everything they have to do to stay accredited. I yeah. swear it's probably almost a foot. It's, it's, so he's kind of minimizing it like it's not a big deal. It's a big deal to be at an accredited police department. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. it's the, it's something they choose to do. And it, I assume by seeing that manual that it's um, constant work. Yeah, there's you can't memorize it. You no, know? you really can't. It's a. Uh, I don't know. It's probably 1,200 pages. I, uh, I literally saw it. I swear it was like, what, eight inches thick or something? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's thick. A, it's a it's a big one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one. It's not one I'd want to carry to school. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in those, you know, those policies and those standards, they come from CALEA, and that's our mm-hmm. accreditation, you know, association. But those standards are created by some very large organizations and, and International Association Chiefs of Police, Noble, uh, which is Black uh, Law Enforcement Executives, and PERF, Police Exec- Executive Research Forum. They come together and they create these model policies. And if you choose to be accredited, which we are, and, and we're one of, uh, I know you've heard me say this, we're one of 5% nationwide. Mm-hmm. And it, if it isn't going up since George Floyd, uh, people are crazy. They really need to afford it and get accredited. It helps their department. You know, mm-hmm. it is expensive. Um, but the standards within there, you know, we, we choose to meet them. That is why we have a low crime rate. Uh, along with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of good things go on with these officers and the, and right. the people that work there. And, and we do. We hang our hats on hiring good people, good, good people. People ask, well, what are you looking for in a police officer or whatever? Just a good person. Can you mm-hmm. be a good person? Because we can teach you to be a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, we've learned a lot from you today, and it's it's fantastic. And and I, I know people say, what can you, the police department, do for us? But what can the community do to support you? What, what do you need us to do? I don't know what lock more. Your, lock they, your cars. Well, they could do that. You know, yeah, lock yeah. your cars. You know, <laughs> do the things we ask you to do to protect yourselves. But I'm going to tell you what, something about this this area. Uh, again, I'm very fortunate to be a cop in Montgomery County. Yeah. Uh, in the worst, and I've been here almost 27 years in one department. It's the only place I've ever worked for in law enforcement. And when the, when the, Media is uh, a national talking point, and we've had several. We've had Ferguson and yeah. uh, George Floyd and others. There have been multiple in my O.J. Simpson. I was hired during the O.J. Simpson mm-hmm. days, and there's been many along the way. And and law enforcement as occ- occupation gets under the microscope, and it takes a dip on the national talking point. That is when the people is, of this community come out the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you cannot you cannot walk in uniform in this city without somebody pointing at you and say, I appreciate what you do. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's constant. Uh, and, and these officers, uh, and I personally, uh, in the worst of days, we struggle to buy our own lunch. Someone has paid for it before we get our ticket. Uh, and sometimes that becomes a little awkward where, you know, you may even ask to pay before you receive your, fo- your food because it's, it's, it's really starting to be, you know, yeah. awkward about how much they will do for us. And yeah. Well, people just want to show their appreciation. And I would think that, you know, 
I, I, I there's a lot of people that are even like pass it, pay for the one behind me. I think there's was this kindness movement for a while to try to offset all the negativity too. So just let them buy your lunch. Well, they do. Yeah, I mean, they, they really do. I, I don't need them to do that. Uh, I just appreciate them just, just telling my officers. Just recognizing they it. Mm-hmm. That's all they ask. My officers and employees, you know, we give them commendations. They, they really don't want that. You know, they, they mm-hmm. think it's nice, you know, but really I think what they like the most is for somebody, a stranger, just to say, I appreciate what you do. We don't ask that people, we don't necessarily ask that people like us. Because we are law enforcement, and uh, but we just ask that they at least try to understand us. Uh, at least wave. It, you can wave. Yeah, wave. You can say hi. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they do. They really mm-hmm. do. Well, I know you've got your work cut out for you, and it's you've been doing this two years, but you've had probably two of the hardest years that anybody could expect, and I think that you guys are doing a great job. And Charlie and I both do appreciate everything that you do. For sure. For sure. Well, we appreciate yes, sir. appreciate that and appreciate you having me here today. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.